Welcome to This Podcast is Not for Profit. Our sector is full of big hearts, tiny budgets, and audacious goals. Join us as we explore the forces shaping the nonprofit sector, speak to experts and innovators, and share stories from the front lines of the fight to end hunger, poverty, and create more inclusive communities. Hi, my name is Kirsten Webb, and I'm the manager of capacity building and advocacy with the community impact team at United Way Halton and Hamilton. The interview you're about to hear is between myself and local community organization Grandmother's Voice that we supported through the Emergency Community Support Fund, funded by the Government of Canada. We are so grateful to be connected to them, working shoulder to shoulder in community and in solidarity with Indigenous peoples. We hope you enjoy the conversation. I'm here today to speak with the organizers of Grandmother's Voice, a unified group of Indigenous community members that serves, educates, and heals. Jody Harbour self-identifies as being one with the land. She is an urban Indigenous woman of the Cayuga heritage on her father's side and Romanian and English on her mother's, an Oakville community member, an entrepreneur and inventor, a mother, an eagle feather carrier, and a founder of Grandmother's Voice. Jody, hi. Hey there. And Sherry Sable is a Cree woman from Treaty 6 territory, a Milton community member, the Indigenous Education Advisor for the Halton Catholic District School Board, among many other trusted community positions. And she is a mother and a founder of Grandmother's Voice. Hi, Sherry. Hi there. So tell us a bit about Grandmother's Voice. How did it come to be and how do you serve your community? Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking, and thank you so much for making space and inviting us here. This is really lovely, and uh, we're very grateful to have these opportunities to share our voices as Indigenous women um, coming together. It's it's very important that we do this work with you. Thank you so much. Uh, So Grandmother's Voice really began through healing journeys and uh, of Indigenous women. And we're in a space right now that uh, that we are being truly guided by spirit, by our ancestors, by each other. And and the creator, I, you know, we all believe collectively that the creator put us together to do this. And we're just, you know, we were an uh, urban Indigenous women, Sherry and I, that um, that realized connecting to our culture was so important. And then the more we connected to our culture and learned of, you know, the ancient understandings of the, you know, that we come here with a purpose. And then we just basically, we've just, you know, ran with that. Like if they're, you know, our ancestors ancestors and our elders are telling us that we come here with a purpose and, you know, to live from your heart and be a service, you know, service to other people that's, you know, we're like, whoa, what? We can just be ourselves and love and connect and create opportunities for other people. That was just, it just felt right. And, and that truly really is how grandmother's voice came to be. I think you're right, Jody. Like it was just a, a way of, you know, of coming together um, that uh, want to learn with each other, um, stand shoulder to shoulder. That's our, you know, one of our, one of our tenants, I suppose, um, of, st- of doing this work together. And uh, we can't do this work alone. It's very hard work. Um, but when you have a lot of people in doing the work with you, it makes it a lot easier and, uh, and, and less resistant. So yes, we need, we need to have uh, community 
organizations um, like this that are guided by women and elders, knowledge holders. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think too, Sherry, like, you know, just mentioning the elders and knowledge holders, that's what we found we needed more in our, like as, as urban indigenous women, we connected to our culture. Uh, We found each other in our own communities. We found elders, we found people that, you know, had done their own their own learning, their own uh, genealogy, genealogy, you know, to really learn about about where they came from. Then it was, you know, learning um, through, you know, however resources we could find. So education and anything out there on, you know, the platforms that give us, you know, the information that's out there. And then when we connected with our elders, it was like, whoa, now this is the deep work. So we did the surface work. We knew we were Indigenous. We found the resources that, you know, the the society, you know, provided for us. And then when we really connected to the people that were the intelligence and that were, and, and I want, and I say this a lot, when we're out talking with organizations and community members is that the elders and the the grandmothers that we stand with and that support us and they, they walk beside us and, and do everything they can to, to guide us. They were the ones directly affected by colonization directly affect. And they are, they're the ones that are, they, they just wake every day knowing that they serve the people and they serve each other. And so when we, you know, we just were like, oh my gosh, when they offered to, they call it groom you or, you know, guide you, like you can't say no because you don't want to say no. You want the love, you want the knowledge, you want to be a part of, of everything that they have to offer. And they offer, you know, I, I say this as well, like from the highest vibration ever, like if there's, you know, I say it's like the elders, the eagle, the creator you know, but they're here on earth and we're really lucky that we get to be a part of their circle. So um, we, we have tapped into, you know, Sherry had the resources through her school board. Um, I had mine through grassroots connecting to my, my community and my family. And then we brought them together and we're like, whoa, let's ask these people, like these elders and, and grandmothers what they need. And then when, by what they said they need, we are like, well, our community needs that. So why don't we bring us together and, and try to, you know, make this a bigger space and more meaningful. And so, you know, I guess that's, you know, that, that could answer like that whole, um, you know, how do we serve our community? We just ask them, what do you need? And we've been finding that it's just really the knowledge and experience of the, the elders and the love um, that our indigenous culture offers and, and grace and everything else that comes along with it. That's beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate that kind of origin story of how it came about from your own personal journey and connecting it to the greater community as well. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, I know as well that that often looks like connecting through ceremony and how difficult that can currently be in our pandemic reality with a lot of things being remote and virtual and not able to be in person. So Grandmother's Voice was supported through the federal government's Emergency Community Support Fund from November until March. And um, that really connects very well with how you've been saying you serve community. Um, As we know that Indigenous, Black, and other racialized or marginalized communities have been hit hardest by this pandemic. 
Can you tell us about how the project or the initiatives that are being funded through the ECSF um, combat those increased effects and the increased isolation and remote ability to connect to each other during this time? Um, And how are they, the projects, supporting your community during the pandemic? And so when the pandemic hit last year, we really needed to feel and figure out what we could do as far as mental health for our community. And so it really was started by, um, with the help of our school board. And we created videos and and things like that and, and put it on our board's website. But it also gave us the opportunity to also spend, and Jody spends an awful lot of time with elders and the knowledge holders, um, mentoring them and guiding them onto this virtual reality, this virtual format. And so it really was a, we, we actually catapulted into that uh, virtual format with, uh, with the help of you know, Jody and, and things that she does with elders. And so it really gave us a, such a wonderful feeling that, you know, because we were also struggling with the same thing, how we're going to get things, how we're going to do stuff that when we're so used to being in the community, how can we build that community virtually? And it, it really, it really went that we were, we were creating that community anyhow. Um, virtually and and just having these conversations is you're still in community right it's different yes but we're still able to see each other face to face and it really catapulted into that and then when we were and then when we we applied for the money um, we just did an extension of making sure that you know the people that were coming to to the speaker series or to or watching the videos first um, were really saying like this is fantastic. Can you give us more? And so that was kind of like the pre pilot, <laughs> in a sense, right? And then knowing that uh, okay, well we can do these speaker series through through the grant that we got, and you know hands down it has been just a wonderful wonderful experience with so many people now that you know I don't know if you know that Kirsten but. We're international now. We've got, you know, hellos from Ireland and Iceland and New Jersey. And I think there was somebody from Australia that gave us, a, you know, a high five. So, you know, so it's wonderful to see that kind of reach. Um, had it not been COVID, you know, the, the reach would have been a local reach, right? But during a virtual, during these this time here, the virtual reach is wide and far. And we even have a couple of colleges that are watching some of the stuff that we do on, 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 um, on Fridays because it's part of, their, part of their learning that they're doing too. So not only are we touching the Halton community, um, but, you know, Aquasasne, all, all across Ontario and Saskatchewan, where I come from. Yeah, thank you. It sounds as though there's a lot of education and connection happening. Can you share a bit more about the speaker series as well? Sorry, the speaker series as well, Jody. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen, because, um, you know, you had mentioned ceremony. And, um, and this sometimes can be, you know, sensitive to Indigenous people that are, you know, living in you know, First Nations communities are really connected to their culture. And there's, you know, there's always controversy when it comes to what does ceremony mean. Um, but what we're really, I guess, guided by and uh, we honor is that ceremony. And that means, you know, to, when I describe it to my, you know, my urban friends that are, you know, my 
cousins, we'll say non-Indigenous cousins that are, they want to know so much about our, you know, what, what Indigenous is, like why they see me going from like, as an entrepreneur, you said, I'm an entrepreneur. So I went from like mainstream work world, uh, sales, you know, that whole, that whole business world to like saying, I need this. This was, I was guided and told that you need, I needed to like emerge myself in this and just, you know, marinate as much as I can in this understanding uh, because it was going to heal me. But more importantly, the, the um, prophecies are that it's supposed to heal the world. And so I was like, what, if that is what it is supposed to do, why are we not doing this? And so ceremony is very important. And that is just like bringing, bringing us all together in one and praying together on the earth, if we can, with the earth, with mother earth and, and grounding ourselves in that energy so that we know that what we're doing is for the greater good of everyone. And so, you know, to say that we did ceremony, we spent a lot of time in retreat, Sherry and I, in the fall with a couple of our elders, um, grandmothers, and we ask, and we always ask because that's the only way that we'll really know, or anyone around us will know that we need so anything, we need support. And so just really uh, being open to saying, what do we need? So, so I'd also like to acknowledge the other school boards at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, um, Sherry, Sherry invited, she found a space for me in our school board first I'll say that and acknowledge her that if she didn't you know see the the potential that you know we could we could connect with community more with somebody helping her which makes total sense right community engagement is so important um and that's really where you know at the beginning of the pandemic we're like hey look at them let's find other Catholic boards that are doing this work and are in silos and it's challenging work because we know it's it's really hard work when indigenous people are doing this work they're doing their healing. They're finding connections. So they're the frontline people that are triggered every day in their jobs. And, and this is, and this is the work that I think we saw when we were started to work together was like, Hey, you know, so getting to your question, you know, this was this whole point of bringing people together and then collaboratively saying, what do what do we need? And so the school boards from uh, Niagara, Hamilton, Waterloo, St. Clair, and Windsor, all the Catholic school boards, they came on and said, yeah, let's, let's support our elders and our, and, and the indigenous, um, grandmothers and, and intellects that are in our school boards and let's try to create something that supports them and so when we brought them together it was like well hey why don't we just why don't you just give us space to talk about what we know and then we won't just be delivering it to the schools we'll be, del- build, we'll be delivering it to the people that really need it which is the parents and the other elders and the other indigenous people and and the non-indigenous people in the world and let's just create this platform. And it's funny because if you remember this conversation, um, and I don't even know if it was a conversation or maybe emails back and forth when you had offered this this opportunity for us, we were just like, ah, you know, the grandma said, we don't want grants. We don't want whatever. And then it was like, no, this is a gift, right? So that we, let's look at this as a gift and what can we do with it? And I remember saying, oh, we're going to, one of the questions or something was like, how many people will you connect with? or something, right? How many people are you expected to reach? And I was like, oh, like 2,500. You know, I'm thinking in my own community, like around the corner from me, right? That's I'm just that's what I'm thinking. And then I think it came back with like, oh, don't put such a big pressure on yourself to reach that many people, you know? Like lower the number a little bit. So we, we actually, res- you know, I had resistance. I'm like, 
no, but I want to make it big. I want it to hit everyone. So I remember responding to that email like, well, they want me to pick this number, but I'm actually going to type in whatever it was, 250 people. But then in my mind, I was like, 250,000, you know, 250 million. Because <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's take this and make this an opportunity. And this is what we're, how we're guided by these, these elders, right? How are we going to change the world? Not through this little lens. The lens is no longer the size of a camera peephole, right? Or it's, it's, it's this big. It's that this big. So, so that's kind of, and so that's what we did is we were like, we started this and it was, we just let the the elders step in and the intellect step in and say, and do it. And they took care, they took care of it. And I wish that the the rest of the world would do that, (laughs) right? Just let these people step in and take care of what needs to get done because they're very capable. Yeah. It has been amazing to see how such a local and local expert elder intellect, et cetera, woman-led initiative has really grown to, like you said, be an internationally seen speaker series from elders and folks who have knowledge to share and worldviews that more people need to learn and know about and follow. Um, It's been really incredible to be a supporter, a cheerleader on the sidelines and a... um, a community member as we see this happening. So really, really glad to see how it has followed your vision of not just the local 250 or however many folks, um, but has really grown on beyond that. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And on that note, what have you been seeing over the past year, over the past few months of the grant, et cetera, for your clients and community not only those who are hailing from Saskatchewan and Iceland and Ireland, as you said, Sherry, but is there anything unique that you want to shed light on um, to this situation or to your community that we should know about? Well, if you don't mind, I, I think just to acknowledge that um, grandmother Renee was, was actually going to come here today with us, but unfortunately, um, you know, through the pandemic, she's lost quite a few and not just her, but their whole community has lost um, some very important people and her longtime childhood friends. And so I just like to acknowledge that I know she, she really would wanted to be here to speak to uh, the impact that the speaker series has had on the, our near, our nearby community. And also like Wampo Island and all, all of these other communities that are, you know, now feeling like they've, they're seeing, they're seeing elders that they, their paths have crossed many years ago and seeing them, they're here. And, and so I, one thing that sits in my mind and I think, um, you know, Renee had mentioned this to me the other day and I, I don't think she'll mind that I'm talking about it. The acknowledgement in the community that, that we are openly talking about the pain and the healing that needs to happen and that people are grateful that we're actually looking this straight on and we're gathering people and, and just the encouragement of all the folks that are watching and just the words of, of yes, like I knew that we were supposed to be doing this, or I knew that the feeling I had inside was supposed it was this. And it, and, and what kind what just is, I guess, resonated with me is that where did we go wrong in society that we, we didn't allow loving in supporting our neighbor, like even though we spoke about, you know, it's spoken about that in religion, religious terms. And, you know, is that really what happened is, you know, we, 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 we're like, okay, well, we're just really not going to believe in that. 
you know, or we're just going to step away from that and make, you know, all of this other financial, you know, things and material things in our life take precedence. And, and I know there's so many people living this, you know, a place of love and understanding that, you know, we're here to serve. Um, but it's time that we all get on that. We all, we all get on that same walk. Even if we are able to connect virtually, um, that's incredibly heavy and it really does tie into those experiences, I think, of communities not supporting each other and not living those values that are touted regularly around living in truth and love and as we move forward, hopefully, um, and actively, only and only actively can we live in reconciliation. I, I also just want to add, I, um, you know, breaking down those barriers, breaking down those systemic and racial barriers, right? Because uh, in educate in the education system, we're, we're told certain things, we're, we're taught certain things about Indigenous people. And, uh, and of course, and then in media, it plays out and in newspapers, it plays out as well. But one of the things that, ha- that I've seen time and time and time again through our speaker series is people really coming from that place of knowing, um, that, of sharing, of that resurgence of culture, of resurgence of, of learning, of uh, un- having people understand that Indigenous folks came from complex systems of governance, of family structures, um, and have been here time immemorial, right? We've, we found archaeological evidence of 40,000-year-old bones, right? We know that we've always been here. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that if we've been here for 40,000 years, there is a complex system um, of governance. And in the last 250 years, it's totally taken everything away from us, right? By colonization, by oppression, um, things like that. And so when we're in the driver's seat, in a sense, of, of having these conversations, it's coming from the first story and the first people and not from, uh, and not from uh, a non-Indigenous person who, who, um, who, who think, who, who knows a different story, right? Knows that different, knows that Western story. Now, when we talk about the residential school and we did have residential school survivors on our speaker series, when we talk about the residential school, my mom was a residential school survivor. So she was told and taught very same thing about indigenous people that, that were taught in the education system. You know, and uh, so, so we have an awful lot of intergenerational trauma because of that. We come from a very, very sturdy um, and solid background and with Mm -hmm. things like that, that really, you really understand who you are and where you came from and where you're going. And because of colonization and because of the residential school, that's taken all away from us. So now this generation, right, I'm the first generation now that nobody will ever come in my home and take my kids away. And this generation here now is saying, you know, we we are reclaiming we are resurging our voices and we're taking those voices and our voices have to come first and we we no longer need to um you know there's always room for other people don't get me wrong but it is our voices that are important to learn and and be with the community i think that ties in really well to the next question of just What are you most excited about? We've got community support to continue our speaker series for a part two, um, which is absolutely wonderful that we, you know, because, because of the success of part one uh, and thank you for the generous, you know, the generous funding that we got through United Way. um, But now community members are coming forward 
and saying, you know what, this is really important. Um, how about if, uh, you know, they gave us a certain amount of money and can you do, can, can you do another one? And we said, absolutely. And we plan on having a live summit for, for June for missing, um, for National Indigenous Peoples Day. And, uh, and then we're also holding some, at our school board, we're also holding some paint nights, free paint nights for all of our, for all of our community members um, at the school board. And we're, we're doing this work together and we're lifting each other up and we have a, you know, a slogan of standing shoulder to shoulder and that's exactly what we're doing. Just like we're doing in this session here today with you, Kirsten, is standing shoulder to shoulder with you because you are also still, you know, you're a relative to us, a cousin, um, you know, and so it's really important that we take our community members and our cousins and our relatives along with us to learn. And, um, and I'll leave the last one to you, Jody. All of the, um, I guess, collaboration and bringing people together allowed us to be open to receiving a really amazing invitation uh, to to work in partnership with an organization here. Uh, it's called the Country Heritage Farm or Park, sorry, Country Heritage Park in Milton, and they're doing really wonderful, amazing things there and we he just you know reached out to community and said I'd like to connect with some indigenous uh you know indigenous folks and you know and then we went out Sherry and I went out and and we were like looking at each other and and it was just in like this is real we're like pinch me because he said you know I'd like to uh, I'd like to put in a healing garden and here's some space. I'd love to see a wellness center here. And Sherry Amazing. and I are looking at each other going, what? Okay. So, you know, we know that um, we know what we individually pray for, you know, when you're sitting in prayer or you're praying before you go to sleep or you're, you know, if you had a, you know, a dream and what would it be? And it was just like to be able to gather and, and really I always say that my position and what I'm doing is, is really being able to offer those people that have never had the opportunity to cross the bridge, to find their culture, to find community, you know, to that we were here with open arms, you know, we're there to share and show and be and, and so this space is allowing us to do that. And, you know, we're, we're still kind of think navigating the whole, how are we going to make it work? <laughs> you know, but, but um, in a way that still honors the, you know, what grandmother's voice is, but this, this space, we were really, it was loud and clear that this space is not necessary. It's not for grandmother's voice. We'll say it's for halting community and all other community. So we're excited that we have the space to offer for the indigenous urban indigenous community in Halton to say that this is theirs and then they get to come and and make tell you know create whatever they want and so there's not just the healing garden actually there's also a couple of acres that they've offered as well for us to plant on and uh, be able to you know create gardens and yeah, it's a really beautiful, I could sit here and tell you every little detail right now, but that's, that's the, where the excitement lives. And really just like ever since we had this, um, this invitation, the doors that have opened up, I feel like all day long, all I'm doing is networking with like beautiful people that are, they've been like, I've been waiting, you know, for this opportunity. I have this idea and, you know, how can we make it happen? And so, so yeah, we're living in a really um, creative, beautiful time that there, everybody's got open hearts and they want to see change and they want a space for um, community to gather. And it's all community. That's what's beautiful about the grandmothers 
is they're like, this is for all community. Everyone deserves to have the knowledge of indigenous, you know, indigenous learning and indigenous ways of living and being, because we know that it is very healing. That is so exciting to hear. Mm -hmm. I remember when we three first were connected um, in community with each other, hearing about your plans and the the pie in the sky kind of dreams of what you wanted to see from grandmother's voice for community. And it really was basically space to gather, space to support and share and be in ceremony together and be in community and support of the land. And just seeing that happening for you is Absolutely incredible. I'm so happy and I'm so, so glad to hear. And I'm so glad to continue, um, however possible along this journey with you, because like you said, this being for community is so important. And I'm so, so glad to be, uh, to be hearing of it and to be a part of it in a small way. Thank you. I just, I actually, if you don't mind, you know, I feel like too, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're our sister first. Okay. Um, but the fact that, that you just, said like told that story it's not that I forgot like I forgot and I'm sitting here look like looking at you telling this story or listening to you tell this story and you we did that day we had ceremony together and we prayed together and we had that vision of what we wanted to create and I'm just so mm-hmm. grateful that that you all were there because you're our witness to how amazing and magical it can be when you all come together. Yeah, it's been an honor to be in ceremony with you around missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and supporting each other um, around those incredibly difficult and pressing community issues and nationwide issues, but also around things that are so exciting and possible and hopeful like this. So I'm so glad to be on this journey with you and so grateful to be bring, brought along with you uh, during it. And I think that brings us to a good last couple of questions. Um, basically, we've gone through a lot of things that you folks are going through. Um, is there any way that you'd like to plug how to get involved with you? Is the best way just through your website or... Are there other ways to support and be in community with Grandmother's Voice? We're working through all of this. Things are moving really quickly. And so, you know, I think anybody, anyone can find us. Uh, If anyone really wants to get through and really, you know, from their heart wants to to, um, offer anything from volunteer hours to financial support, we're just, we're just really winging it. right? We're just like, we are being guided by spirit and we, you know, we're just rolling with that. And I, so I think Sherry's really easy to connect with through the school board. I don't know if you want to say something, Sherry, um, if you would like to add something. No, I think that, I think you're right, Jody. Like, you know, all you have to do is just Google grandmother's voice and we pop up and we're the first ones, first ones up right there. Um, But it's also just an extension of the work that we're doing at the school board as well. 
Um, not only do we have to, you know, the curriculum has been rewritten uh, to include more of those more more of those perspectives from the First Nation Métis Inuit perspectives, and um, and and really embedding that in the curriculum. And so when we when we had uh, you know, we, we also had another grant through the through the um, provincial government called a parent reach out grant. And uh, and through there, we created, you know, just the, at the school boards, right, called Halton Learning Lodge. And so we were starting to do certain, certain things as well through the Halton Learning Lodge. And it was and it really did. We didn't have a space. Right. We, we never had a, we didn't have a space that we could come to and go. So we were, we were just rotating through high schools. And so now that, you know, we have this space at Country Heritage Park, you know, that that's where a lot of the learning will continue to happen up there. And, uh, and we're just so thrilled, you know, like, it's just, there's no resistance when we're doing this work. It just kind of like, just comes, right? It just, we meet people and, and it's not, you know, and it's people that make decisions, and they're just placed in front of us. And so we know that, we are doing we're doing the right work when um, when it's just provided like here it is please ladies go ahead and do this right um, and yes of course being guided by those grandmothers and the elders and the men that are coming forward and saying what can we do you ladies put us to work and you know and our and our men need need to have a have a place as well and that's why we're saying this is for everyone so last question from that amazing look forward as well as reflection on the past few months if you had a magic wand to change one thing in community that you think would have the most impact on community members what would it be this opportunity to um just bring families to a space where they can learn how to connect to the land and then bring that home in their own space you know, whether it be through planters or backyard or, you know, that's how I found, that's how I started my healing journey. That's, that's, I went to the land and I, I felt her with my palms and my feet and I laid my, on my back and on my belly. It was like I rolled and, you know, rolled in the pain of what society told me I had to be. That's a, that's a reality. You know, everything that we're talking about equity, diversity, inclusion right now is is this you know what was was forced upon all of us to live in for hundreds of years to wake up right now and know that we can all find ourselves our true selves by connecting to the land some people look at that like you know they don't understand it but how do what do you mean by that but i think that once you once you get there and you make that connection um that's what it is so so my magic wand would actually probably be a you know, my fingers digging into the earth. I wish everyone could do that and just, you know, put their love into it and, and want to heal. You'll probably laugh, but as you were answering that question and sharing how important the connection to nature and the land has been for your personal healing journey and just grandmother's voice and now with Country Heritage Park and etc, etc, etc. I'm just hearing all of the birds outside of my window and wind going through the trees. And I'm similarly very grateful for any connection to the land that we have. And I really appreciate what you and Sherry have shared today around the importance of that. Thank you again for everything that you've shared today around what 
our support, the federal government support through this grant has been able to support and create through the speaker series and also how we can continue to connect and be in community with each other in truth and reconciliation and in growth and community together. These spaces are so important uh, for for Indigenous people to be able to, to speak about what they need, you know, what they need in community. And so we love that uh, Grandmother's Voice is, is developing into, you know, creating those opportunities for relationships to build. And that includes community members and learning. And and uh, so I we are, are really honoured that we have connected. Everything is about relationships. So, you know, yeah, for definitely. you and everyone here doing this wonderful work. Thank you. Let's continue to bring the unignorable issues affecting our community to the forefront. I would like to thank all of our guests and dedicated listeners. This podcast was brought to you by United Way Halton and Hamilton. Stay social with us and keep the conversation going by following us at United Way HH on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and United Way Halton and Hamilton on LinkedIn and YouTube.